having someone there to like really bring the team together and say like, no, 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 we are a team. We work together. We are in this together. These are all of our children. Welcome to Opportunity Culture Audio. I'm Sharon Kepschel Baird of Public Impact, which leads the National Opportunity Culture Initiative, focused on extending the reach of excellent teachers and their teams to many more students. Today, we're going to hear from Jenny O'Meara, who until 2021 served as a principal for a middle school using opportunity culture roles. When Amira stepped away for a sort of sabbatical she created for herself, we sat down for a wide-ranging conversation about leading an opportunity culture school. Amira's district, Edgecombe County Public Schools, in a rural part of North Carolina, does not shy away from innovation. The district keeps a laser focus on bringing as many opportunities as possible to its students, who come largely from economically disadvantaged households. So it went big with its opportunity culture plans, redesigning school roles across the district. In an opportunity culture school, teachers with a record of student learning growth and an ability to lead adults can become multi-classroom leaders. Multi-classroom leaders, or MCLs, continue to teach part of the time while leading small, collaborative teams of teachers, paraprofessionals, and, in some schools, year-long paid teacher residents. With help from advanced paraprofessionals, some of the team's teachers may also extend their reach to more students, while keeping instructional group sizes manageable. Those in opportunity culture roles earn substantial pay supplements, funded through reallocations of regular school budgets, making them sustainable. Principal Jenny O'Meara began with one multi-classroom leader in fall 2017. That MCL, Cassandra Cherry, led the team of 6th through 8th grade math and science teachers. Both Principal O'Meara and Ms. Cherry were named as two of the 12 Opportunity Culture Fellows in 2019. Tragically, Ms. Cherry passed away suddenly in August of that year. You can read a tribute to her on the Opportunity Culture website. When Principal O'Meara and I talked, she began by highlighting the power of having Ms. Cherry alongside her. As you'll hear, they always called each other just Cherry and O'Meara. Well, I'll start with like what worked well. I think, um, especially from the very start, having somebody who fully owned the vision for uh, a content area, having somebody who was able to drive the vision forward collaboratively with the team was so critical. I think teams sometimes really struggle to do that on their own without leadership. Having someone there to like really bring the team together and say like, no, 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 we are a team. We work together. We are in this together. These are all of our children. Um, It's just so important. And I think having somebody who is teaching alongside them is like the second level of importance because it's like, okay, great. You're not just an administrator coming and telling me what to do. You're like, I'm my team. You're doing it with me. And like, we're in this together. So I think like that um, allowed for like, some transformational trust among colleagues that I don't think exists in most schools. That transformational trust that Amira notes is part of the culture change she saw, especially in math. I also think it allowed for like a really strong and clear vision from the team that they were all bought into. Um, I remember they were just so focused on, um, what did they call it? It was so funny. Um, Math esteem. They just like came to this conclusion, like if we do nothing else, we're going to make sure our kids just have a ton of math esteem and believe that they are capable of mathematics. And then like the first year we did op culture, we saw that show up in our math results, especially for sixth grade math that year. I mean, of course, that wasn't the only thing, but like they had like their their eye on this thing. And then they, you know, they did all the other important work that had to happen while still making sure like no matter what, these kids will believe in themselves. I mean, and I'll just say like as a principal, like I, 
I can't do that work with teachers. I don't have the the opportunity to do that. And so, you know, having someone to lead that work was, was, I mean, just amazing. I could see the change. I could see kids engaging in math in ways in like January that they definitely were not engaging with math in September. With Ms. Cherry leading the team, Amira saw major shifts by mid-year. When the school year began, she heard kids saying, I hate math. I'm not good at math. I, you know, I suck at math, right? Math is stupid. I hate it. I've never been good at it. I'll never get good at it. And it did get to a point where like you could hear kids saying things like, this is hard, but I know I can do this work. I think it made a huge difference for a lot of the kids. And I think, I think it helped the newer teachers have more loving expectations, um, for lack of a better phrase, because they knew like, okay, our kids don't believe in themselves. So my job is to get them there. And I don't know, that created space for something really lovely, I think, in those classes. Like a lot, I saw a lot more risk-taking happening in those math classes um, as time went on. I'm thinking about one teacher in particular who, I mean, he just was doing these really interesting activities with kids and he was like willing to let them make mistakes and they were willing to make them. They were having really great discussions. And I think it's because they started that building of that, we want kids to believe in themselves because we already, we already believe in them. We need to get them there now. Ms. Cherry received training in leading her team from Public Impact, which founded the Opportunity Culture Initiative and the nonprofit New Leaders. Amira envied the teachers on Cherry's team, who got support like Amira once longed for. I was a math teacher myself, and I did not have an MCL. And I think in my second year, I was like the quote-unquote most senior math teacher. Like It was me and five first-year teachers, I mean. And that's like kind of the story of East North Carolina right now, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember we our school had partnerships with some like outside coaches who would come like once a month, you know, and... I mean, I used to beg those people to come meet with me. In contrast, an MCL provides daily support and knows and is accountable for all the students on the team. To have it in your building every day and they know your children and they know your children really well and they know you, I think like that's the piece that's just like so important. But Amira says it wasn't all smooth sailing. One thing that Cherry and I got wrong early on I think we weren't as mindful of honoring the expertise that the teachers were also bringing to our space. Um, I think we could have done a lot better with that. I think when the coaching is, I come in and I tell you what to do, it's really unproductive. Mm-hmm. I think when the coaching is, um, you have a lot to offer, like let's reflect together. Let's see where, like, what you're thinking and where you're at and what you think you need supports with. Um, and we'll build from there together. I think that's when it became really powerful. Along with coaching, getting co-planning support from an MCL is critical, Omira says that upped their confidence because it's like, okay, I'm planning the right thing. I, mean, I remember as a teacher being like, I don't, I'm gonna, I'm Googling stuff. I don't even know if I'm planning the right thing. Like I'm learning how to unpack standards on my own. And then I think the other piece was the co-teaching. I think that was really, really, really important. Um, and I just think having somebody in the building who can model best practices for others mm-hmm. and who can model like how to interact with kids in a way um, that gets kids willing to answer difficult questions and not give up on them um, and think, you know, really critically about something. I think that was was really important. So I think all the pieces combined is the thing, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's one of those is not more important than the other, but then I think like all the pieces combined with letting the teacher drive their learning and honoring what that teacher brings. uh, I think that's when like the magic happened. When she was a new teacher, Omira relied in part on some videos of how to teach, such as the teach like a champion videos. I was able to do it with my own flavor, but I, I do think it's sometimes like some of the moves I made were harmful to kids because I didn't have somebody to say like, yeah, that might be in that video and it might be, you know, quote unquote, like whatever right now. But, um, you know, what's the impact on the child when you say the words like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think having a thought partner who can really process that is just, just critical. 
And I, I mean, I, even if the MCL were to watch a video with the teacher together and help them process, like, what are the pieces here that like will definitely get us where we want to go? What are the pieces here that we might think might be harmful to a student's identity that we will not do in this building? I think um, that kind of coaching and guidance is just so important. Looking back, Amira says she thinks every principal who has the chance to redesign their school using opportunity culture models should do so. If someone's thinking about it, I would say do it, first of all. Um, I would say collaborating with your district leadership is is critical. Like You can't do it alone, right? And then once you have your plans in place, be prepared every year to revise them as needed and always be ready to pivot and adapt. I think the thing that I had to learn was we would have this like perfect plan, right? We'd have the perfect opportunity culture plan. We'd have the perfect master schedule plan. We'd have the perfect plan for the year. And two weeks later, you know, someone got offered a higher paying job in Wake County or I don't know, like so many things can go wrong because school is just like a mini version of society. And so um, I think like the advice I would give is just like be ready for the unknown and it doesn't matter how perfect your plan is um, and just be ready to like collaborate with the folks on your team. I think one thing I didn't get right that I wish I had was I wish I had over communicated more about the MCL role and like why we needed it. Um, probably the most important thing a principal can do in terms of over communicating op culture is connecting it to the school vision. Like every time, don't forget folks, like this is what we're up to and here's how this strategy helps us get there. Um, and just making it really clear to everybody, like this is our vision. Here's our strategies and op culture is a big one of those strategies that helps us get there. Careful hiring for the MCL role also proved critical. I think as a principal, you have to be really clear on like, what are the mindset skills and orientations you want this person to come with? And like, what are the other skills that like you can help them build over time? And I think if you're really clear on that, you can get somebody who maybe is going to struggle, but if you can help them like productively struggle, they could become just a phenomenal teacher leader. And I think I used to always look for somebody who was already a quote unquote expert, but I didn't need an expert. I needed somebody who was like willing to lead a team and like learn alongside them. And when you've hired great MCLs, listen to them. When your MCL comes to you and tells you you're doing something wrong, just like listen, because you probably are. And that takes so much courage for them to come tell you that. You know what I mean? Like, golly, I, I, I can think specifically of like three or four moments when Cassandra Jerry came to me and she was like, Omera, I think this is a mistake. And like, here's why. And like in, in, in a moment, I was like, oh no, like this is terrifying or this is you know, a reflection of my leadership or this is, I mean, I'll, like, I'll be real right now. Like I think principals who say that they don't get defensive are just liars. Cause like all of us are like, that's going to show up and that's okay to let it show up, but like notice it and then choose something different, you know? And so like when she would come to me, you know, in hindsight now I'm like, gosh, like she probably processed that with other people in her life. She probably thought a lot about how she wanted to say it. And she probably said it in a way that she thought might be gentle enough for me to hear it. And so like when teacher leaders do come to you or, I mean, anybody really, you, you got to hear them. And, and like, I, in my experience, nine out of 10 times, they're totally, either they're like really, really correct. And they're really right. Or they're missing a big chunk of information. And you get to like fill that gap now to make sure that they see the whole picture. And I, I just think like, you know, if I can go back to my first year and, you know, slap myself around and be like, you need to be a better listener right now. This is not about you. You know, I would, um, you just get caught up in, in stuff sometimes, I think. And for Amira, it was always about focusing on the students, listening to them, and doing everything she could to lead her team in making school a joy-filled place. The other thing I learned is just how important it is for us to also design with our students. And, you know, when we, when we got our MCLs interviewing kids to say, like, well, what's your experience like in, you know, in school? When are you happiest during the day? When are you most frustrated during the day? I think that really 
helped us understand the student experience in a way that unleashed some new designs in our school model that may not have been accessible had, had we not listened to kids. And, and so I think, like we always say kids first, but then we still design for kids. We like make the experiences for them. And then kids are like, this is boring. And we're like, but I worked so hard on this for you. I think there's something there. And I would love to see school leaders encourage MCLs to be like the lead empathizers with the experience of children and to really embed that into the work that they're doing with their, with their teachers. I would just encourage leaders to um, always strive for the balance between taking the long view on a child's future in education and like EOG scores. I think finding the balance and always like, well, we'll never find that balance. I think striving for that balance is one of the most important things that leaders can do, especially with their MCLs. As an MCL, I'm going to be very EOG driven because my name is on those scores, right? Or, or test driven, whatever it might be, depending on the state. And I think um, it's the job of the principal to help everybody remember, yes, these scores matter at the end of the school year, but what matters more is the life this child is living 10 years from now. And so what, do, what experiences are we making sure this child has to live the best possible life and to be like, the wholest version of themselves and to be an agent of change and, and feel like they have that power in this world. I think for me, that was, that tension was the most difficult tension I navigated as a principal. And I think, um, I think people should just strive for balance knowing you'll never get there, but I think that it'll work out in the end. Thank you again to Jenny Amira for taking the time to share her thoughts. Don't miss the bonus clip in which she talks about introducing a morning time for students intended to help them start every day with a teacher of their choice. Available on the Opportunity Culture website. And keep an eye out for more from Opportunity Culture Audio.